Welcome in Corbett's Corner. We had to do this emergency pod to get our guy, Lucky Shots Media Zone, Ricky Larson, to talk NFL. We're going to get the fantasy football kind of analysis side of things from, obviously, Russell Wilson switching teams for the first time in his career. Happens to be Ricky Larson's neck of the woods, woods and his favorite team. We'll talk Rodgers, you know, doing a song and dance for two and a half years. And, of course, you know, getting all the applause that he wants and then signs back with the team. Uh, that has housed him for his entire career. But let's begin with uh, just a crazy news day. You've got Ridley, you've got Rodgers, boom. Russell Wilson is a Denver Bronco. You had Jerry Judy uh, <laughs> tweeting a frown face when he <laughs> found out Rodgers going back to Green Bay. And then an hour later, it was a big old smiley face on Twitter because you have a quarterback. Yeah, uh, it was the classic SpongeBob meme. Yes. You know, yes. uh, one hour later, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, you know, at first I was a little hesitant about it. Then I got to thinking, started working through scenarios in my head. And this is honestly just, it's, it's great. You know, obviously people will have the reservations of Russell's very good at the beginning of the season, putters off towards the end. If we look at the Broncos team though, the surrounding talent is a lot more than it was in Seattle. And if you kind of want to look back to 2014 in comparisons of what he had in Seattle, uh, if you look at Cortland Sutton, sure, he's he's had injury troubles, but we haven't seen him with a good quarterback. We haven't seen him like really fully healthy throughout a season. If he can stay healthy, he's got a great quarterback now. He could be the DK Metcalf that Russell Wilson's used to. And if you want to look back to 2014, when the Broncos had Peyton Manning, that super potent offense, Cortland Sutton could be Demarius Thomas, just in, you know, a different uh, age, obviously. And I didn't say this on my podcast, but rest in peace, Demarius Thomas. I was very sad this past year uh, that he passed, but Cortland Sutton could turn into that kind of guy, that big possession receiver. That's a great place to start. Now let's look at Jerry Judy could be the equivalent of Tyler Lockett that Russell Wilson's used to. But Judy is a lot younger, a lot faster, a lot more athletic. It's just, it's going to be great to see him actually be able to be fully used by a competent quarterback. And again, looking back at 2014, he could be the equivalent of Wes Welker, that guy that can run inside the numbers, quick, short routes, bust off a big play because of his speed, agility, his athleticism. Uh, So Jerry Judy, great as well. Tim Patrick, don't really have an equivalent, don't really have a comparison from 2014, but he's a guy that's obviously with a shitty quarterback, been been kind of a hero. So he's going to be a vital part in this offense as well. Uh, Then if you look at Javante Williams, better than the entirety of Seattle's backfield. Russell Wilson didn't have really any support in that backfield in Seattle. Now he comes into a second year stud running back. I believe that Melvin Gordon will still be in that backfield. So he'll be a good running back too, but this backfield's in great hands. You don't have to rely on the pass the entire time. You've got a competent running back. So that's going to be huge. And I think Javante Williams, if I'm being honest, is the best running back prospect the Broncos have had since Clinton Portis back clear in the early 2000s. If you look at Clinton Portis in the two seasons, he was with the Broncos, 3,000 yards, 
29 touchdowns in just two seasons before we trade him away to get Champ Bailey, who's quite possibly one of the best Broncos of all time. Uh, so it that offensive surrounding just much better than it was in Seattle. I think it's going to be great. Uh, obviously had to get rid of Noah Fant, but that tight end position, it's in capable hands with Alberto. Uh, we watched him come in last year when Fant was doing whatever the hell he was doing. And he was very competent, good hands, you know, honestly, everything you want in a young tight end. So this offense, now we got that missing piece. Obviously, a couple more holes to fill. We've got, you know, the offensive line that, honestly, I was pretty happy with last year. Running the ball was actually a lot better than it had been. Uh, Pass protection, still a little shaky. So we got to still, you know, make some adjustments there. But then you look at our defense, super young, super talented. The chance of Von Miller maybe coming back. That's fantastic. Uh a name that's out there for that linebacking core, because our linebacking core, if you think about it last year was very weak. Bobby Wagner also got cut from the Seahawks. So that's another, that's another name that possibly we can go for. But in terms of fantasy value, the Broncos just fucking super (laughs) jumped up into fantasy relevance. You got now Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Devontae Williams, Alberto, all these guys are going to be relevant. Who's going to be that top guy? I would venture to say Jerry Judy. You know, it, he's more of the uh, Justin Jefferson, sure. Jamar Chase type of player. So I think he's going to be more of that top of the line uh, guy. But there's plenty of weapons here. A good quarterback. I think this offense has a good chance of being very potent. So fantasy value shoots through the roof with all of these players, including Russell Wilson, because before you were like, okay, if I draft him, I get him for like three weeks and then I'm going to have to figure out another quarterback for the rest of the season because he's just going to drop off. (laughs) It still could happen, but the fact that there's so much around him, I, I think he will have sustained fantasy value throughout the season. Quite possibly top eight quarterbacks now okay. uh, for fantasy football. Yeah. You're rightfully excited. I, I, as soon as I wrote down, I, you know, Wilson at Denver should be competing for a playoff spot. That's a talented defense. You add a quarterback, not unlike the rant, Wilson's better than Stafford, you know, right. Lord, what, what could happen there? Um, but the trouble is let's pump the brakes on Super Bowl hopefuls, which I'm sure, you know, you're not even there. You've pumped the brakes. Right. And I don't think right. many people are making that leap. But I think it's a somewhat logical one, except for the fact that that is the most loaded division in football. Yeah. And I mean, again, if we want to go back to fantasy value, just think of the just sheer number of games. So they've got to play the Chargers twice. Yep. They've got to play the Chiefs twice. Think about how many fantasy points could be in those games. <laughs> think if those games turn into shootouts. Holy yeah. shit. You're going to have at least if you have a Broncos player a Chargers player or a Chiefs player, yeah, at least six to, well, I mean, each team plays twice. So yeah, six games, yep. six weeks. If you have one from every team where, holy shit, they could <laughs> jump off the page because it's just a lot of offensive firepower. Right. Uh, you know, again, I think the Broncos defense is good. They can, they can, they held the Chargers even a lot last year. Uh, they didn't necessarily make it easy on the Chiefs, 
So, sure. I mean, uh, just I think the fantasy value for this entire division is top notch. Now, those are going to be the guys that possibly now there's a huge swing. We could see a lot of Broncos, Chargers, and Chiefs players going in those top rounds uh, just for sheer amount of fantasy points that are going to be there. Let's talk about Jerry Judy there because this surprised me when I just looked it up a couple of minutes ago. He had zero touchdowns last year. Is that accurate? I mean, I know he missed a couple games, but what yeah, the he, hell? He missed, I think, anywhere from six to eight games. Okay, uh, yeah. He was out for a bit, and then – I mean, still, when he, I mean, when he came back, obviously Teddy Bridgewater is a little, it's tough. You would have thought Bridgewater would target Jerry Judy a lot. Didn't necessarily happen. And this is where Tim Patrick comes into the fold. He yeah. was the touchdown guy last year. And it, when teams look at this depth chart, they're looking at Cortland Sutton. Holy shit. He's big. We got to get a big guy on him. Jerry Judy probably is going to draw our best defender. That leaves Tim Patrick open quite a bit, especially for those touchdown plays. But I think Jerry Judy, uh, and luckily this happened at the beginning of this off season for more or less. So there'll be a lot of work to be put in between Russell Wilson, these wide receivers. And uh, I think Jerry Judy is going to have a much bigger season this year. I mean, if we look at it, Kyle Pitts last year had one touchdown. But yeah, good point. Still Great point. One of the most fantasy relevant tight ends. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, obviously, wide receivers, it's going to be hard to be relevant if you don't score touchdowns. But I think those will come. It's just a product of the Denver offense. It's just extremely stagnant for six years, especially last year. So, and now you got an offensive mind in there. So, hopefully, there's going to be uh, obviously more offensive defense. Fangio loved nothing more than just a 19 play drive for a field goal, just ending, you know, just seven minutes. And then you, you know what? I'm not going for it on fourth. Let's kick a field goal. Well, made um, Brandon McManus so uh, fantasy correct, correct. So, <laughs> well, let's flip it on the other side of things. Are you dare touching Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf, two guys that are early round draft picks in years past? Now, what is their value? You know, that's it's extremely tough. You're going to have to wait and see just what Seattle does at the quarterback position. I don't imagine they're going to roll out Geno Smith. They got Drew Locke in this trade. <laughs> if either one of those guys are the quarterbacks – I'm okay with taking uh, Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf in like the eighth round. Okay. Good. Yeah. Other than that, they're not top, top tier guys, unless you send somebody like Deshaun Watson there who throws for 5,500 yards a season. Now he's got an extra game. Could be 6,000. Right. Who the hell knows? I mean, unless they get some sort of promise at quarterback, I, you just can't go in on them. I mean, you're almost hoping what's, for just volume because those yeah. are the two only guys. And what what's the point of draft? By that time, you're just drafting a name. That'd be like right. drafting Michael Thomas last year, knowing he wasn't <laughs> going to play. I mean, yeah. it just would be silly to spend a high value draft pick on something like that. Michael Thomas, one of my most hated players ever from my Falcons fandom. Um yeah, I think that wraps up Wilson at Denver. You're rightfully excited. Uh, some big sports news did not end there, however, as we've got Aaron Rodgers returning to Green Bay, the most look-at-me player in the NFL all of a sudden. I likened him to LeBron at your show. 
where, of course, Lucky Shots Media, Ricky Larson, you can check him out. He's featured uh, featured channel on my YouTube page, uh, so that's an easy way to check him out. And of course, follow him on all social media platforms to stay up to date with his stuff. Um, now, he's coming back to Green Bay. That has been solidified, answered by Rodgers himself. Uh, Rappaport's four-year richest contract in football history has been refuted by Rodgers himself, um, but he is coming back. Adams gets the tag. Green Bay for what? The fourth straight year now is saying, let's run it back. I mean, it just seems like it's going to be the same old story, you know? I mean, eh, I just don't – I don't know. I mean, it just, it, it seems like it's going to be the same old story. The, you've got the same two guys that are completely fantasy relevant. Yep. Expect the same out of them. I mean, it's going to be a lot of Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams. That's what it's always been. They're still going to be there. Uh, in terms of football, who knows? Because they're really good during the regular season. Get to the postseason apparently they don't know how to play football in the postseason so i don't know maybe they should do a little more of not being the best team in the nfc so they're not the home field advantage because you can't play offense in the super terrible fascinating to think about yeah because honestly they have been i don't know if they've been home field advantage the past three to four years but they've been up in that top where they have a game at home, at least one game at home. Uh, and all their games at home haven't looked great, especially look at last year. The, what, it was a total of 23 points. It was 13 to 10. Yeah, correct. So maybe don't want to play in Green Bay during the postseason because there's not a lot of offense to be there play somewhere else i mean maybe that's the secret i don't know (laughs) it's funny yeah because again he's i i maintain that brady should have been mvp just my thoughts rogers missed a game um and then look what you know good god brady made it just as far as uh him in the playoffs even though they were the better team but what rogers does is just what 30 plus touchdowns only four picks i mean the fact that he is just one of the best we've ever seen artfully to do it and he just rarely ever throws an interception um yeah i meant just the lasting thought on that i think the i just feel bad for the nfc north you know you get to deal with rogers for however many years longer but at least one and it's like damn the packers are once again automatically the best team in that division thought back to the mvp real quick uh Mm -hmm. it should have been cooper cup let's stop giving true every fucking quarterback under the sun the mvp when you have cooper cup who agreed literally had the best season you could have as a wide receiver a, a triple crown first time we've seen that in however long that that was an mvp season he got shafted that's bullshit i, I even think, jonathan taylor was, yeah. was over either one of the quarterbacks that were in the running for mvp so i like your mine. thinking there um cup i think got the more uh he liked the better i think he liked the trophy he got at the end more the mm-hmm. super bowl yeah. mvp trophy but yeah he would have liked to he probably very well could have done both um just imagine holy shit his trophy case this <laughs> yeah. year i mean a triple crown a pro bowl a super bowl mvp if he got the mvp offensive player of the year i mean he could have filled an entire career's worth of trophy case this year 
And what if he played in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago? Would they probably have won that one? Um, That's a good question. Good player. Um, Calvin Ridley, I'm going to direct our thoughts. We talked extensively on your show, which is coming out uh, this week. So check that out. Lucky Shots Media. We dive into Calvin Ridley getting caught betting on NFL games. I do want to get your last NFL thoughts before we talk about something really cool that you are doing for the upcoming NFL season on your podcast, something I've never heard that's been done, but I think it's a cool niche idea that's going to draw a lot of interested people. But I got to, you know, I this is my mantra. Just literally put it on my tombstone. Don't pay running backs. Saquon Barkley, C-Mac, we're not shopping them. We're just listening to offers. Don't pay running backs. Saquon's going to be out of the league in two to three years. C-Mac, I said last year, don't be shocked if he joins them. I'm doubling down. He's going to be out in the next three to five years. Yeah, I mean, those are two guys that are, it's very tough because you know that the talent is there. But now we're getting into the stage of running backs maybe have four to six years of a prime at most. And, and you can't give them that many carries because then you overwork them and you decline them. And if you look at somebody like Christian McCaffrey, where his all of his value comes from the sheer amount of volume he gets, whether it's on the ground, through the air, that started taking a toll last year. Yeah. Now what do you do with him? That's just two years in a row now. We have wanted to spend high on Christian McCaffrey and you just can't, mm-hmm. which is terrible because he's, he's still, if you can get the guarantee, he's going to be healthy. Then he's still a top tier running back. Yeah. Same with Saquon. If Saquon is stays healthy, we saw flashes last year on a very bad giants team that he still has some of that juice left. How much can you give them? Not, not much. And I mean, the Panthers are trying to get a first round pick out of McCaffrey. And I just, I don't think that's going to happen, especially after a second year of inactivity and health problems. Yeah. I just don't see that happening. Two guys that could still be relevant for the next few years, but as part of a, I don't even want to say a committee, but like a two headed backfield Um, because they're just not those workhorse guys anymore. No, I almost, I like, here is like how the bucks used Fournette. You know, that's a great example. Get them cheap because that's, or just get another guy. That's the running back position is literally going extinct before our eyes. It's not even a position. It's not a star position anymore. It's just a position where you put guys there to carry the ball for you, hopefully four yards, or to run out and be a check down, hopefully for four yards too. Well, the best example is on your team, Cordero Patterson. Yes. He came into the league as a wide receiver. He's now a running back, but he mostly is like Just a throw someone back, back there. Look at Debo Samuel. Now he's a running back. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, honestly, you get more longevity out of that and there's more athleticism there. It's sadly turning into a passing league. I love watching a great running football team be able to run the ball successfully and control a game. That's not really where we're at anymore. Unless your name is Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. Yes, I know Henry was out for like half of this year, but he – Look at the first six weeks or eight weeks of the season. He literally was head and shoulders above everyone and still finished like top 10 in running backs. 
and only played eight games. So, right. I mean, it, yeah, it's just tough. And uh, there's a lot of talent there too. It's just, it's tough to, you almost can't have one running back anymore. No. You got to have at least two. And the best way to split it up is to have a guy that runs the ball and then a guy that re- is a receiver almost in the backfield. Agreed. So, uh, but we see a lot of teams turning to that now, a lot of committees, a lot of two headed monsters, stuff like that. So we'll just kind of have to see. Spend yeah. money elsewhere. Um, yeah. My lasting thing on that is just, okay. The front office is coming out saying we're not shopping McCaffrey. We're not shopping Saquon. We're listening to offers. Uh, you're shopping them. You're 100%. You announcing that you're not shopping them is you announcing that you're shopping them. And I don't think you have any offers because people, as you said, they're not – who in their right mind is going to, one, pay a running back if you're smart, two, give up first-rounders for a running back. Uh, I think there's no offers. That's them trying to get offers from some of the stupider GMs. I think the only way you get a first-round pick for a running back is if it's a guy – in his second or third year, like a Jonathan Taylor. I right. think if the Colts wanted it, really, really wanted a first round pick, they could get that rid of Jonathan the- Taylor for a first round pick. Anybody else that's beyond three years, there's just no point because it's it's like a car, you know? It's, yeah. You put miles on it, it's going to start breaking down. Things are going to start going wrong. Brand new car, yeah, it's going to work just fine until it doesn't. Agreed. Uh, that wraps up our NFL talk. What are you doing this upcoming year on Lucky Shots Media? So it's a it's a fun idea. Uh, a lot of people, if you watch football, if you listen to us at all, you probably play Madden. Uh, it's kind of that kind of idea. I will be making uh, player cards with different overalls throughout the year. Uh, right now, the, they haven't dropped yet. But the first wave will be uh, team captains, fantasy stars, and hidden gems uh, that all you got to do is subscribe to the channel, send me a message on Twitter. I've got a wheel. We'll spin it. You'll get one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end to almost build a fantasy team. Uh, And the point is pretty much just to every week, there will be a new drop, a team of the week, a player of the week at each position. Uh, you'll spin those wheels and you just pretty much want to make the best overall team you can uh, fantasy wise throughout the season. And uh, you know, you just get to kind of collect cards and everybody likes doing that. It's going to be completely free. Obviously I can't, uh, can't sell it because that would be legal problems, you know, and I don't have the money to be paying NFL players for their likeness, the NFL for all of those things. So it'll be completely free. Literally, all you got to do is subscribe to the channel and send me a message on Twitter and you can get, you know, uh, let's see, one, three, five, six football cards at the start and then four every week uh, from the teams of the week and stuff like that. The first drop will come before the draft. The second drop will be rookie cards, uh, draft Mm -hmm. cards from this year. And then uh, right before the season will be a free agents drop. Uh, So so guys like Russell Wilson, uh, we're going to let the entirety of free agency run its course, make those. And then you'll get guys like Russell Wilson, who obviously wasn't a free agent, but did switch teams. So Mm -hmm. guys like that will be those free agent drops. So 
interesting. And, you know, uh, every week will be a show unveiling the new cards. And then yeah. you guys can, uh, everybody can message in and get their own. Yeah, I'm excited. It's kind of like a nice blend between Madden Ultimate Team and fantasy football. So uh, really excited to I've not seen anything like that before. I think it's pretty cool. I'm going to be joining you on that venture. Um, we obviously retweet Lucky Shots Media on Twitter. You could find them there for the message. And then if you go to my YouTube page, if you watch this rather than listening, if you're a listener, flip over to my YouTube page, hit subscribe, and then also scroll down and I have featured channels on my page. You can see Lucky Shots Media there. Real easy to check out his page, subscribe there, and let's have some fun uh, with this new card segment, courtesy of Lucky Shots Media. Okay, before I get you out of here, um, I do want to, you do consider yourself a Bulls fan. I've been hearing it from Bulls fans all year. Oh, I, I said they weren't going to make the playoffs, and then they're in the top of the East. I go, they're not, they're not scaring anyone. Lo and behold, crashing down the earth. I think they're the 15th best team in the NBA. So, yes, I was wrong. They're a playoff team, but you guys were also wrong. And, again, I'm just shelling out to the Bulls fans through you, Ricky. Um, you know, they're not I was, you, They're not going to do anything. They might be in the play-in uh, play game. Uh, what have you, been your thoughts about this year? Because I don't disagree that it's been exciting. Like, hell, yeah, it's been awesome to have good basketball, be on top of the East, DeMar DeRozan revitalizing his career. But – I think it was all a bit of a facade. Am I wrong? Uh, no, I mean, it, it's been more enjoyable uh, to watch than the past however many years. Uh, but the comparison I even made yesterday when I was uh, – the, the Bulls conversation was brought to me. I was like, you know, the Bulls are kind of the Cowboys of basketball. The Cowboys are a good team. They can – beat up bad teams yeah once they start playing anybody that's actually pretty good or even kind of good then we start having trouble uh and that's honestly where we're at now oh i, I don't and, know how and to when, fix uh, that but uh <laughs> and when the cowboys win everyone's oh you know america loses their mind same thing bulls oh my god you know it's the second coming with jordan um okay <laughs> here's the thing too is like was it worth it if you make the playoffs and lose in the first round was it worth it? Because Levine's a free agent. Don't know if you're going to resign him. Boom. There, there goes your second best player. Your team next year could be DeRozan, a year older. Nikola Vucevic, who's fine, but he's terrible. Like, if you, he's fine if you put a lot of good players around him. Lonzo, everyone loves Caruso. I don't know why you gave him a lot of money. I guess he likes steals when he's on the court. And Kobe White. Uh, you know, I think we saw the Bulls ceiling now get ready for the floor the next three years because you're going to have the tattered remains of this veteran group you went all in on. Yeah. Uh, I, I, to be honest, even at the beginning of the season, I wasn't like Bulls to the championship. I, when it comes to my teams, I'm very pessimistic at I, I, I am most. right there with you. Yeah. So, I mean, I was like, okay, this will be exciting. We'll be competitive, but a guy, a main staple of Zach Levine has got a guy that we have to make sure we keep. Yeah. And like you said, who knows what the future holds there? Um, I don't know. You know, I guess we'll just have to see. Maybe, you know, if we do get into the playoffs, maybe we make some sort of run. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but at least it's a little more enjoyable to watch, you know? It's kind of like me with the Broncos. I'm a little excited that we got Russell Wilson. Still going to be 
but you're tempered. I'd be happy just with uh, playoffs, you know, <laughs> yeah. but uh, as long as I can enjoy watching it and not be like, oh, fuck, I got to watch the Broncos. I got to watch right. the Bulls. Like, oh, correct. Now I can be like, I don't mind it. Let's, let's go ahead and watch it and see what happens. So uh, hopefully, hopefully things turn around. I don't know. Probably won't, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see indeed. <laughs> uh, that concludes our time here with Ricky Larson, Lucky Shots Media. I'm going to just take about five minutes here at the conclusion of this to wrap up some basketball talk. But check out his stuff, Lucky Shots Media, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Uh, we'll pull up, put out all the links for you. I appreciate the time as always, Ricky, and we'll talk to you shortly. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Ricky Larson, some good stuff there. And obviously a diehard Broncos fan, some great insight to the Broncos really making their first big splash. That wasn't kind of stupid because we all laugh at John Elway since Peyton Manning. We'll see if it works out. So hope you enjoyed that. Wrapping up with some uh, further sports thoughts here on Corbett's corner. We just touched on the bulls and my thoughts there on the NBA. How about Westbrook? Russell Westbrook, I told you the moment that trade went through, that will not work. Lakers fans, I like at least you realize it now. You're you're kind of reveling in being able to make fun of how bad Westbrook is getting to watch him every night. Uh, I can't believe any of you thought that was going to work. He's done. That style of play ages poorly. It is aging before our eyes to where it was fine in Houston. Okay, OKC Houston towards the end, Washington. Now it's just bad. Now it is just bad. And it's ruining one of the better seasons of LeBron James's career in this unprecedented. He put up 56 the other night. We're not seeing anything like what LeBron's doing, and it stinks because the Lakers are terrible. But don't worry, we get the play-in tournament. We get the play-in tournament. So we get to see them with stakes beat uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the right to the eight seed to go get their ass whooped by the Suns again for the second straight year, who look just as good without Chris Paul. Well, not just as good, but they look still dominant. They're going to be the one seed. Remember midseason, I told you they were my pick to win the title before anybody was talking about them. Lo and behold, they are now favored. Does not mean they're going to win, but I still like that. And I still like that prediction. I also told you on that same day, watch out for Giannis Antetokounmpo for MVP. Oh, Embiid this, Nikola Jokic, yeah. I, I know those have been the top three. And then why, if they're the top three, why are we talking about just two? I think Giannis is a good case as anyone right now. Harden gets traded to Philly. Does that take away some votes from Embiid doing it by himself? Um, Bucks are right there in the East. I think the winner of the East is going to win the MVP. Uh, Embiid's never won it before. Giannis is a former MVP. The voters tend to vote for former MVPs more times than not. It's not hard to win the MVP twice, especially in the NBA. Uh, NBA. I still think Giannis is – it's still way up in the air. I mean, these three are literally – there's still a month left in the season. This could change in weeks. Jokic had about a week stretch where he was not looking as dominant, uh, and he kind of fell off. Giannis creeped up, but now the Nuggets, lo and behold, are 9-1 and one over their last 10. Last time I looked, um, you know, there's still one month left. That could change. So, again, that, that's interesting in the Western Conference – uh, you know, could, could certainly still go back to back. Wolves are better, way better than I thought they were going to be this year.
but here's something here's a phenomenon that no one's talking about i i'm not looking for the easy i you know me if you listen to corvett's corner i'm not looking for the storyline oh lebron let's debate him the best ever i'm looking for interesting things in the nba in all sports that may go against the grain maybe contrarian maybe counterculture i like talking about things that nobody's talking about and everyone's like oh you're stupid you're stupid but you know maybe just look through a different lens in the nba as opposed to your typical stephen a smith tells me everything i need to know uh, look a little deeper. So here's one that I'm sure is going to take a lot of flack, but <laughs> this, I fully believe this. This is not just an act. This is, I fully believe this when I am saying the Timberwolves are better without Anthony Edwards in the lineup. He may, he played every single game last year. He has missed 10 games this year. And the Wolves um, obviously are having their best season in years, in years. They are seven and three without Anthony Edwards in the lineup. What why do you why do you need Anthony Edwards? Seven and three? That's better than what you have been with them. Uh your record with Anthony Edwards played all of last season and all but 10 games this year. With Anthony Edwards in the lineup, the Timberwolves are 53 and 75. That's pretty damn drastic. Um, you know, the, the age-old thing has been, I told you, LaMelo was the surefire better player than Anthony Edwards. Told you before draft day, have been telling you every single day since. There's a reason LaMelo won Rookie of the Year. There's a reason LaMelo was an all-star this year. Um, LaMelo has more triple doubles this year than Ant has double doubles. It's like, oh, he's stat padding. No, LaMelo is the clear better player than Anthony Edwards. I don't think that's even up for debate anymore. LaMelo is the best player on his team, where Anthony Edwards is the third best player on his team. D'Lo, Cat, Ant slides in at third. Now, here's where it's like Wolves fans, oh, but they're good. Dylan, you're just a hater. Imagine how good this Wolves team would be if they just had an ounce of competence and drafted LaMelo instead of the, the guy who puts up 20 games but doesn't 20 points per game but doesn't do anything else but jump. LaMelo. If LaMelo, D'Lo, and Cat, which was the team, that's, that's what the team could have been if you just knew to pick the right guy, number one overall, that is better than the Grizzlies. That's as good as the Grizzlies. That puts you at the top of the Western Conference. Anthony Edwards puts you in the play-in game. And then without Anthony Edwards, even just Cat and D'Lo, that's as good as a six seed. Because again, the record with Anthony Edwards is 53 and 75 for the Timberwolves. The record without him is seven and three. Imagine if Lamella Ball was in a Timberwolves uniform. That is, that gets you, that should get Timberwolves fans excited. This is what, this is the ceiling of the Timberwolves. Uh, at least with Anthony Edwards, is playoff team. Now, he has gotten better year over year. Um, but again, but can you win with a guy whose game resembles that of Andrew Wiggins? Okay, they're not the same player, but their games are basically the same. Score to three or four rebounds, three, or three assists a game, uh, and then, you know, hope that sometimes you get 40 points because you're putting up some, you're just shooting all the time. Uh, Anthony Edwards, obviously 
has a much more improved three-point shot than Wingets did during his time in with the Timberwolves. But, you know, again, I, I, I think it's a phenomenon that the Wolves appear to be just fine, if not better, without the guy they drafted number one and who they wrongly drafted number one because LaMelo should have been, obviously, the far and away best player. LaMelo is going to be an MVP later in his career. That is obvious to me. It should be obvious to you. Anthony Edwards might be an all-star later in his career. That's about it. That's it. Um, yeah, if Lamella was on the T-Wolves, that would have been nasty. And maybe I would have been a T-Wolves fan there. Again, everyone's like, oh, you're a hater. I don't have an NBA team. It was the Detroit Pit. You guys know the whole reason I'm a Falcons fan is because uh, Matt Ryan, right? Boston College, hey, big win yesterday. Now we got to keep it going against Wake Forest. Boston College basketball has been terrible. The only guy we've, you know, farted out into the league was Reggie Jackson and Jared Dudley. So when Jackson was the best player in the Pistons, I was like, yeah, hey, that was fun, even though we were terrible. He gets bought out. I didn't want to hop on a Clippers. So I was like, well, why don't you, you know, what if you were a Timberwolves fan? I can't be a Timberwolves fan because Glenn Taylor has grifted the city for 20 years. I can't be a Hornets fan for that matter because I love Lamella. I'm a Lamella fan. I can't be a Hornets fan because I think Jordan – is a complete dipshit GM. He hasn't shown anything in his time as an owner and in player personnel control there that shows me he knows what the hell he's doing in the front office spot. You know, he's the greatest player of all time, him, LeBron, et cetera. But, you know, same thing with LeBron. LeBron's GM moves have been nothing but puzzling. I mean, he made the move for Westbrook, and then he realized that was bad, and he tried to strong-arm Polinka to trade for John Wall. Uh, dude makes questionable moves, not like what Jordan did uh has done with the hornets and again i can't even give him credit for drafting lamella ball because lamella ball fell into his lap he was the last guy there there was three probably have been drafted before him and wiseman anton wiseman so um yeah that's my take uh this is march uh college basketball has been awesome boston college they look great against pittsburgh i hope they look great against wake forest i mean i like this new coach earl Wright. what he's done year one i'm excited for year two He's already done almost as much as Jim Christian did in his time here with BC. So I mean, you know, not great if we, we lose to Wake Forest, whatever. I didn't even expect us to be pit yesterday, but we look great. Can we keep it going? We're gonna have to win out to be dancing for like the first time in so long. I can't even remember the last, last time this team was any good, especially come, come March. Uh, Bradley falls to the eventual champ. Blah. Loyola leaves. I mean, I said the winner of that game was going to go on to win the tournament. Loyola faced Bradley. They go on to win. Bradley welcomes in tough blood. I think it's Murray State and Belmont, two non-slouches coming in. You know, it, it's very tough. I understand bleeding red and, like, you know, I say Wordle should be on the hot seat because this it's, it's so tough, but this is mid-major basketball. Like, your whole season is, okay, get to Arch Madness and you have to win. Like, like, okay, 17 and 12 looks great on paper, I guess, but that's got to just be disappointing as a fan where it's like, you know, I'm an alumni, Bradley. I don't, you know, I follow the team, but I'm not rooting, you know, live or die if they win or lose. So I, I, for those people that, that are doing that, that's got to be painful to where it just comes down to a whole week. You could literally be 25 and five and lose in the arch madness. And then boom, you're not playing in March. You know, at least Boston College stinks, but if they had a somewhat good year in the ACC and lost in the tournament, they at least have a chance of moving on. Um, you know, so I guess that's just life of supporting a mid-major program. Um, I don't know. All right, Minnesota Wild fans, you're not skating. You guys are dangerously close to, well, they won last night, big win. 
but they should not be this close to missing out on a playoff spot. One of the teams taken by storm, you'll take it Stanley cup. Uh, the Eastern conference is already set. Like they're locked and loaded for uh, playoffs already like that. It was a very cut and dry top half, half of the conference, bottom half of the conference. Western conference has been interesting. You got the Kings all of a sudden having a resurgence. Flames are nastier than they've been in years past. Predators always give it a fighting chance. Stars and the wild have just been slipping a little bit. That would be a disaster if they missed the playoffs. Um, so Stanley Cup, it's, uh, for some reason, good God, the Stanley Cup runs almost three weeks longer than the NBA season. So they've got regular season, that is. So they've got about a month and a half left. Hopefully the Wild don't um, miss out on the playoffs. But, hey, at least the Wolves have the playing game, right? Scotty Scheffler and Victor Hovland are coming for the PGA Tour. They're coming for JT, Rory, and Rom stuff. Now, Rom is still the best golfer in the world. Scheffler, I mean, even when he wasn't winning tournaments two years ago, this dude was consistently performing top 10s, top 20s, top fives, in contention, big tournaments, majors. Now he gets his first two PGA Tour wins this year. Hovland is starting to rack them up. They went at it. Those two were coming down to the final day here at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and Scheffler got it done. I mean, you know, there's the changing of the guards. There was Tiger, Phil, you know, Vijay Singh uh, back in the old days of the PGA Tour, but it was always Tiger. Now it's like JT, Rory, Spieth, uh, Fowler. God, Fowler has fallen off the face of the earth in terms of winning, winning tournaments, which stinks for him. Um, but now, like, there's so many different guys coming up that they are able to – I don't know. Is I love golf, but I wonder if Scheffler's a guy that can draw in the casual sports fan like Tiger did. I don't think anyone will be able to do it like Tiger did, but maybe, just maybe, Scheffler, because I think this dude is about to uh, go on a rampage of good golf. He, he's got the tools for everything accuracy excellent short game excellent irons uh it just it's a it's magnificent getting to watch him play golf and he put on a performance and won his second uh pga tour event and a good tournament at that uh this past weekend all right that does it for me dylan corbett here on corbett's corner winging it drops tomorrow uh i am headed to florida on friday hoping to get some good vlog content there you can count on us the dylan corbett podcast media uh, network Corbett's Sports Entertainment for all things entertainment, right? And content. We'll talk, talk to you here.